Hi, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. My name's Dan Wendell, and today we're going to be talking about home equity in retirement. We're going to talk about what home equity is, and I'm going to cover four different ways you can tap the equity or the value in your home for retirement purposes. But we'll also talk about whether or not that's even the right thing to do. And to help me with that, I'm going to bring in my trusty sidekick, Tony Shore. Tony, there you are. Welcome to the <laughs> Here show. Here I am. Here now, I am. In my background, and this isn't useful for the listeners on the podcast, but the viewers on uh, YouTube and wherever else they watch can see I have a house behind me. I got a fancy financial calculator. I don't know if you could see it, but that is a $500 bill that... Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> is that is there such a thing? I've never uh, seen one. And I notice you're back in your dungeon. So I'm in the home studio today. We haven't figured out the uh, office studio yet. We're working on it, but yeah, we'll get there. And yep. um, yeah, so welcome to the show. We're going to talk about home equity and retirement. Ooh, you ready? For using this one? using home equity in retirement. This is a good one. I'm going to need this one <laughs> sooner rather than later, probably, now, Dan. Why Why would you say you're going to need it? Out of curiosity, what what makes you think? <laughs> that I'm, I'm serious i said the wrong thing uh oh no no, no. <laughs> well let, let's let's take a step back for a moment and some people may not know what home equity is but if you're watching this video you probably know what home equity is but if you're wondering what it means it's you know home equity is how much the home value is or the market value of your house mm -hmm. that you own minus any liability against it whether you have a, a mortgage or a some sort of home equity line of credit or something that you owe on it. That is your equity. So you, you take what you can sell it for and how much you owe on it. The difference is your equity. And a lot of people lately have a lot of equity in their home. Yep. The question is, should you use it for retirement income or retirement purposes and that's mm, so, see that's the question so i have i have we have equity in our home my wife and i have lived in this house 23 years um you know kids born and raised here so um we have a heloc uh home equity line of credit which you mentioned which i had no idea what that was until we actually got one <laughs> So, it's not supposed to work that way. Yeah, I know. What am I signing? What is yeah. this? Yeah, <laughs> I should have should have called Dan like, first. Tony, just be quiet and sign the paperwork. Well, no, we we uh, we we knew what we were getting into because uh, we wanted to do some home repairs. Uh, we wanted to fence in our backyard. We wanted to do some landscaping. We needed to put in new windows, which are very expensive. With and with windows, you get what you pay for, Dan. I'm. Uh, I'm somewhat of an expert on windows. Uh, you want to buy, uh, I just, I guess I can't, I don't know. Anderson windows. I I've heard of the best. They're made right here in Minnesota, Minnesota. I think they even now make hurricane windows down in Florida. So uh, here in the Clearwater uh, area, I think you can get Anderson hurricane windows. Anyway, Dan, we took out an a home cheap. equity. Let's say that, right? Yeah. We took you out a home. Cash sitting in your bank. No, we couldn't pay for it with uh, cash or even with that emergency fund that you have a saving up. So we took out a home equity line of credit uh, because we had equity in our house. But I'm wondering if we can use some of that home equity uh, when we get into retirement to live off of. Uh, in addition to our social security and our retirement savings. 
Well, see, that's it. I think a lot of people are in your shoes, especially now. Um, speaking of Minnesota, I just helped my friend move. He didn't move yet. He came from Minnesota a couple weekends ago. We went and looked at houses in Dunedin. The prices were outrageous. And so I'm thinking, wow, home prices are up. People they are. them. You know, and if you bought it years ago, in your case, 23 years ago, you're, let's say you're the typical person. Okay. You live in Minnesota. You suffer with the rest of the people there. I've been there. Your friend is smart, by the way, for moving to Florida. Yeah. Well, I lived in Minnesota, so I could pick on it, right? I've lived in the Twin Cities. Yep. For quite a few years, and I moved away. And so I can pick on you and say, yeah, you're suffering now, but eventually you move. Uh But think, let's think about this for a moment. Like a typical person retiring. Let's fast forward. You're only in your thirties now. So let's fast forward 60 <laughs> years, right? When you're in your nineties and you're getting midlife crisis and you sure. move to Florida. Yep. You have a lot of people in this country have a 401k retirement savings and that's it. Yeah. A lot of their net worth is actually in their home. So you True. bought it 23 years ago for, I'm just throwing numbers out there. Let's say you bought it for a hundred thousand and now it's worth 200,000. If you were to sell it after you fixed it up and made it look nice. So that's a hundred thousand dollar equity. What can you do with it now? Um, that is what we're talking about. And, and that value, a lot of people just aren't thinking about it's always on the back burner. Most people think about the home value only when they go to sell the house and move. But if you're staying there, if you're planning to retire there and not move people, it's, it's, I think it's a cultural thing. People just don't, they put it as the, the last resort. They put that, that value as the backup plan. At least I got my house. Yep. They're not looking at it as an, a strategic retirement asset. And I think that should change. I'm not suggesting that people should just start taking lo- you know, loans against their house, but uh, willy nilly. But when you're retiring, you have to look at your house as one of the assets because mm. in my experience, a lot of the people that retire, especially in Florida, they're coming from a spot that's a higher cost of living. The homes are much more valuable in terms of just equity. So they're moving down here and they have a, a difference between the sale of their home and the purchase of a new home. And that difference can be used for retirement and people get that, but if you're staying in your home, you may not see it. So let's let's get into the first, and I, I have four of these. They're not in any particular order, but the first and most common way people use their home for retirement is when they downsize. Yep. So Tony, you and your wife, the kids now will fast forward are out of college, they're on their own, and they're not living with you. So, well, you're, you're youngest, all right, so... <laughs> Your son is living with you. Is he just moved back in? Did he just move he back did, in? He did. He just moved back in, literally. In fact, there's but just he's stuff. going back to college next next semester, right? Uh, he probably will have one year off uh, while he tries to get into a PA school because they're hard to get into and he wants to find a, the right one. So he may be around a while. But your youngest is still in high school. So she- yes. So let's fast forward. You sell your house and you sell it for 300,000 and then you move to, I know you were thinking about Key West, but that's just not realistic <laughs> for this scenario. So no. you, you move to rural Nebraska. Okay. 
and the house is 150,000, right? So now you have 150,000. Now that's a lot of what people do. They take that lump sum and they put it toward retirement income. They might, uh, you know, create a pension for themselves. They might use it to put in the bank to, uh, they might use it to pay for just expenses, right? Yeah. And, And so that's the biggest way people use the retirement, their house as retirement income. The, the issue with that is you have to actually downsize. You can't upsize, which yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah. Right? Yep. A lot so, of people end up spending more on their house or their living uh, in retirement than they than they plan or uh, than they probably should. Right. So in your case, you say, all right, I'm going to move to Key West. You sell your house and then you wind up paying the same amount for the a new house, but it's half the size. But right. it's on the beach. Right. So you wait, right? So downsizing yeah. is not yeah. the proper term for you, but so in your case, um, that's going to be a problem, right? So yeah, gonna that be would be a problem. But there's a, a general style or a general feeling in the current generation of retirees. That is, I do not want any debt in retirement. I do not want a mortgage. I want to keep it down really, really low. Mm-hmm. And so they're buying a house for cash and paying for it and not having a mortgage. And what they're fundamentally doing is they are locking in their equity into the current house. And that may not be the best thing for them if they don't have any other funds to live. Right? So there's people out there that are kind of stuck in their house with all their wealth in their current home. And now if they're planning to stay there, is that the worst thing in the world? No. But sometimes you get to the point where, hey, I'm running low on cash. My IRA has been spent down to live. I can't really afford life as I'd like to. What do I do? And so that's yeah. when they need to look at their home equity. If they didn't downsize, if they just put their money, rolled it into the new house and have a very minimal mortgage or no mortgage at all. Hmm. So having a mortgage is not the end of the world right? in retirement where it used to be the case. No one, you know, the the general rule of thumb was you don't have a mortgage. I disagree with that. I think that you can have debt in retirement. It's not the end of the world. You just got to have the right type of debt. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's tra- good debt and bad debt. Right. right. So traditionally the sale of the house is used to downsize and then use that money. Now, the the other real value in this strategy is that when you sell your house, and we did a show on that, and, I, and I'm going to put it up here for people that didn't, didn't see that. You could sell your house for a profit, and if you're married, you can have a $500,000 capital gain on the sale of your house Uh-oh. and not pay any tax on it. Wow. So, now, if you took a $500,000 withdrawal from your IRA or 401k, the IRS is like, yes, give me that money. But if you sell your house for a $500,000 gain and you're married, it's 250. If you're not married, then you don't have to pay capital gains tax on it. Well, at least right now, what about the, yeah, the new tax plan Yeah, might might change it. They did not address that. They haven't talked about that yet, but you never know. They are talking about changing the capital gains tax rate but they hadn't mentioned whether or not they're going to eliminate the exclusion of the home sale. Yeah. That would be, isn't it something called a step up in basis, right? You get a step up to 500,000. So, um, 
the first 500,000 is free on the game. Yeah. If way. they eliminate the step up in basis, that would be very bad, especially for family farmers. Anyway, that's a whole other show. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So the next way of using your equity in the home is a reverse mortgage. Ah. known as a home equity conversion mortgage. And okay. these get a bad rap because they, back in the 80s, I guess, they had some bad sales practices. But I have nothing against reverse mortgages either. I think they're very useful, but they're useful. Well, Tom Selleck says they're fine. So I think that's All right, important. So yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, that um, mustache. All, all it takes is that mustache telling me it's okay. I'm good. Right. A mustachioed <laughs> man telling me, especially Tom Selleck. But- Let's let's in in reality, you know, it takes some of that advertising and someone like Tom Selleck, who's very unthreatening, I would say, to oh yeah, right to say hey, these aren't bad because they're not, and a lot of it's government regulated, so there's really not much going on there. Yeah, especially the heckums they call them heckums. They're one heckum yep. of a deal. Um, <laughs> so, but for some people, right? right? So you have to be staying in this house. You can't get a, a reverse mortgage and then move. I mean. That doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So, so someone that's staying in the house that has a lot of equity, and this is a lot of people, I'm going to die in this house. This is my retirement house, right? Yep. But I'm living at a, off of dog food, but I have a $300,000 equity in the home. I'm not selling. Don't, you know, you could get a reverse mortgage. And what you're basically doing is, you, is you're borrowing against your house and you get it in the form of cash. So right. you're not actually paying mortgage payments. You're actually getting paid payments in it's reverse it's the reverse but you're yeah. building up a debt you're built every time you get a thousand dollars say you get a thousand dollars a month from your house a thousand dollars is getting added to the tab you don't have to pay it back that's the whole beauty of a reverse mortgage unless you leave the house or you pass away or so what happens if i have a here's my uh, this is where i get confused on reverse mortgages i, I get it so they're giving you a thousand dollars a month you don't have to pay your mortgage but that amount is being added on to what you owe on the house mm -hmm. so if you're not making payments and you're taking money out of the equity your house you know is going to be is going to be pretty costly. You say you don't have to pay it back, but if I do this in retirement, eventually I will pass away. Then what happens after I die and I've been taking a thousand dollars a month and not paying a mortgage in a reverse mortgage? Right. So first off, your spouse can keep it. Doesn't have okay. to leave the house. So that's that's usually the first misnomer. You know, oh my God, yeah. if I die, my wife's gonna be stuck having to move out and you know they take the house the bank takes the house the bank doesn't take the house the bank the only thing the bank does is say you owe us this much money it's just like if you had a regular mortgage and you die sure you you have to pay back that mortgage okay so what happens is if you pass away you're and let's say you both pass away you and your wife and and now you had no mortgage on the house you, you all your equity was in the house you said we need money to live we want to go on vacation we want to not eat dog food you start borrowing from it. And next thing you know, you borrowed a hundred thousand plus interest. So there's interest on this. You have to factor that in just like any mortgage, the bank sure. charging interest. So all of a sudden you borrowed a hundred, but now it's worth 125 you, you owe. And the house is worth 300,000, but mm. you have a reverse mortgage for 125 outstanding. You passed away. What happens is the kids say you leave it to the kids. The kids 
can sell the house and pay off the mortgage. They have they have to pay it off. The whole you don't have to pay it off is while you're alive, while you're alive. So theoretically, you could borrow, 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 and if the house price goes down, if it's worth three hundred, and then we have a crash and it's worth a hundred, but you owe three hundred on it, random, you know, just saying random numbers. Yeah, you don't have to pay it back. So then when you die, the house is worth less than the loan. You don't have to pay it back. Your kids don't have to pay it back. The mortgage company, the the lender, loses out in that deal. But don't worry oh, about them. Okay. Don't worry about them. They have the the government's in on this. They have to pay. In, you have to pay uh, insurance to the government to protect them. So they're not yeah. losing out. But reverse mortgages are a great way to stay in the home and tap in the equity without having to leave the home and without having to take on a loan that you're constantly paying for. It's actually the reverse. You get the money out. And you can sure. take a lump sum out too. So Yeah. I think reverse mortgages. Now you have to always pay the taxes and the and the and the insurance. So you can't just not pay anything and live in the house. If you don't pay the taxes and insurance, they'll come and say, Yeah, you take them out. But that same with any loan. You can't borrow against them. But you can't have a regular mortgage and not pay taxes and insurance. The government will come after you, you know. Right. Local local. So So you still have to make those uh regular payments on taxes and insurance. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, moving on to, and I have, I think it has to be probably three years ago now, I had a reverse mortgage specialist, Elena, come on, and we did, yes. I'll put that up here. So I might have her come back. It's been three years. Some things have changed, not too much. I still believe in them. Again, not Maybe anymore, you could do I, a video show yeah, I'm gonna have her, her for YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, third option, home equity line of credit. This is what you have, Tony. Yep, you I have a HELOC. Retirement. Yep. Now, Replying for a HELOC, you have to jump through some hoops. You got to fill out application paperwork, just like anything. And they're going to look at your income and say, can you afford this? So in retirement, you're going to say, oh, I'm not working anymore. But they'll look at IRA withdrawals consistently. They'll look at Social Security payments as income. So you qualify for it. And what this is, is basically it's a line of credit. So let's say your house is worth 300000 and you want money to live. Now, if you need money to live every month, a HELOC may not be the best way. A reverse mortgage may be better. But let's yeah. say you just need 50000 because you want to improve the house, go on a trip, and you know pay off some credit card debt. Sure. A home equity line of credit is, allows you to, say, take a $100,000 line of credit, and if you borrow 10000 then you pay interest on that 10000 You don't pay ten, uh, interest on the whole one hundred. You only pay on what you take out and spend. So it's yep. just like a line of credit you take out. So that's yep. kind of nice because it's flexible. Um, and Yeah, it's, we like it. It's worked really well for us. I mean, it's right. it's a great thing to have. Now, you, you might pay fees to get, get it, but you might get those fees waived if you keep it open for three years or something like that. Yeah. So if you don't pay it off right away. The downside to a home like we line of credit is that it is short term. You, you These typically go 10 years max. It's a variable rate. So you don't know what the rate's going to be. It's constantly changing. And if interest rates go up, the interest on your home equity line of credit will go up. So, and then after that time frame, it balloons. So, hey, give me all the money back or refinance or do something. So you could get, tr you could get caught in a, a HELOC by not paying attention to it. Right. Just borrowing, not paying it back, and not thinking oh, yeah. about you it. Gotta, and then 10 you got to pay road, it back. Boom. We pay we right. pay an amount every month to pay it back. So right, right. Yeah. And so some people, and that's another downside is hey, now you have to pay. Or you have to pay. Um, whereas reverse, you don't. But a HELOC is 
shorter term and you could borrow and then pay it back. So a lot of people use HELOCs for short-term projects, home improvements, um, but you can use it for retirement if you need to. For instance, Tony, here's a strategic play that you may not have thought about. I am 64 years old. I am paying ridiculous price for Medicare. I mean, for health insurance because I'm not on Medicare yet. I don't qualify. I'd like to qualify for a healthcare subsidy, but every time I take money out of my IRA or 401k to pay the bills, that counts as income and the government doesn't give me a subsidy. If you do a HELOC, that's not taxable income. You borrowing from your house, you doesn't consider it income. The IRS, the government doesn't say, oh, you owe us taxes on that. The healthcare.gov system says, oh, that's not considered income for a healthcare subsidy. So you borrow 10,000, doesn't count as income. You get a subsidy now for the year that you need it till you get on Medicare and then you pay it back. You've thereby gotten a subsidy, which could be a lot more in subsidy from the government than the cost of borrowing. Yeah. So you could use this strategically to reduce mm. your income to qualify for subsidies. If the math works out, you have to look at the math. You have to look at the math. So a lot yeah. of people use uh, HELOCs to bridge the gap before retirement to delay Social Security, to um, get a health care subsidy. So you could be very strategic with borrowing against your home. You just got to do it right. And you got to do the math. And a lot of times it works out. Surprisingly, the amount of money that the government gives you for health care subsidy is amazingly large relative to uh, what you would pay in interest if you borrowed from the house. Wow. People just don't think to do that because they think the house is untouchable. But if you do it for a short term, you're 60 years old, you got five years till Medicare. Hey, you could do something for the next five years. And then once you're on Medicare, it doesn't income doesn't matter that as much for healthcare subsidies because there are none anymore. Right. And you start paying it back. So it's a, it's a pretty good tool. The, the variable rates a little scary though in this more in this current environment where the rates are well yeah the variable yeah yeah all right and last but not least is a regular home loan a home equity loan so this would be a fixed rate hey i'm going to borrow against my house for 10 years 15 years 30 years and it's a fixed rate so you you're just getting a mortgage and yep. people say oh i don't want to do that but think about it if you could get a lump sum to invest just like I said, to pay for health insurance, to, to fix it up, to, to live while you're young. And as long as you have income planned, ready to pay for that, yes, you have to pay a monthly mortgage payment, but you could keep it to a point where it fits in your budget. Why not get some cash infusion? And I put cash out refinance because I think this is a really great tool right now. If done properly, right. Interest rates are so low. So if you just, if you're retired, <clears throat> and you have $300,000 equity in your home, which is not unreasonable for retirees who don't have a mortgage, right. they're living life, they say, you know what, I kinda, I, I, I don't want a mortgage, but you can create a refinance if you already have one or start a new one at a really low rate. You can get a mortgage for less than 3%, which 10 years from now might be laughable. Oh my goodness. Can yeah. you imagine getting a mortgage for less than 3%? Going rates are seven, right? Yeah. So, you borrow against it now, as long as it's within a budget, and you use that to pay off high interest credit card debt. You use that to do the things you want to do that need to get done now, and you're budgeting for a long-term payment, and you could go 30 years. That rate, or you can go 15 years, and an even lower rate, 
when you do a cash out refinance, you pay a little bit more in interest, maybe a quarter of a percent higher. But even still, the current rates are such that um, if you can afford a mortgage payment, you could really do well by locking in such a low rate that maybe even a couple years from now, you could use that money and put it in a CD and get more than you're paying an interest on your mortgage. Hmm. Wow. That's a good point. So that, I mean, but the thing is, Tony, a lot of people don't like mortgages. I don't. Yeah, that's true. People money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's a generational thing. I mean, everybody, Dan, I think I'm in a good position. I mean, everybody has a fifth mortgage on their house, right? Well, how many kids you got? You have three kids, so fifth mortgage. Yeah, that sounds about right. A line from Ghostbusters where he's walking out of the bank when they needed an investment to start the company. And speaking of that, we had had Ghostbusters on. You put it on one of my the videos we did in the past. Oh, yeah, I put put the theme on. Yeah, YouTube flagged me for uh, YouTube pulled the show because I <laughs> YouTube doesn't like that. <laughs> All right. So in conclusion, your home is an asset. People they get that, but they don't realize how valuable that asset. It's a huge part of people's net worth in retirement, especially right. new new retirees. They see the 401k lump sum as an asset. How can I position it? Do the same with the house. Use it wisely. You can enhance your retirement. Just got to be smart about it. You got to look at the costs associated with getting a loan or reverse mortgage, look at those costs, look at the benefits and do the math. It's best to work with someone and, and don't just go with a, a mortgage broker and say, give me my options, shop that around, get a few, get a financial planner. That's not selling the mortgage reverse or otherwise to look at it too and say, Hey, this is my opinion. I get that all the time. My clients say, Hey, thinking about this, what are my options? Let's look. I'll ask them, Go get three quotes, get a reverse mortgage quote, and then I'll shop it with them and say, here's here's the pros and cons. And that's that's part of what I do as a certified financial planner is look at the big picture on this because a house is an asset. It would I would be foolish not to be helping people with that asset. It's just common sense to me. But like I said, there's this generation or even just this psychological barrier that people have to overcome of using their house as an asset. I'm not yeah. saying to use it as a piggy bank. Right. Strategic. Why not be strategic about it? And don't use it to get yourself into too much debt that you can't handle. You know, you right. have to look at your situation and then all those options you laid out for people today, Dan. I think uh, a lot of people, you know, some people do get using their house for home improvement products or, or projects or uh, using, you know, getting a mortgage and getting some extra money to pay off some debt. Uh, People do this. They do use their houses uh, at home equity like that. But a lot of people don't think about using it in a way that will help them, especially in or near retirement. And I I think that's a really good point. And a lot of people, that is kind of the last, they, they try to think about, okay, I can squeeze this much out of an IRA. And if I really pinch pennies, I can live off this in retirement and they're not thinking about how all the different ways they can use that home equity. That's right. They they'll resort to a credit card instead of their house at a much higher interest rate. It's like, no, let's be thoughtful about this. Yeah. That's a great point. You don't want to use, you don't want to use credit cards or other things or uh, have to live off, you know, only canned soup and never eat out when you have all this equity in your home. Right. 
I will say this as a final point is that a lot of people feel I'm going to leave the home to my kids. Yes, that's true. Let me say that in most cases, the kids don't want it. The kids don't want your house. Yeah. They have their own lives. You know, they're all going to be the kids that are hanging on waiting for mommy to die so they can have the house. But for the most part, they'd rather you be happy, live a happy life and not scrape by. And the second you're gone, they're going to sell it and take the cash. They're going to sell it and take the cash. Yeah. Right. Especially if you have multiple kids, they're going to be like, we can't split the house. Let's just sell it. Right. So if they sell it for a hundred thousand dollars less because you borrowed against it to live, they're not going to say, Oh my God, I wish mom never took out that home line of credit or the second or reverse mortgage. They're going to say, I'm so glad mom was able to go with us on that trip and, and could pay for it. And, you know, I'm so glad mom was able to pay for a long-term care or a nurse to come in once uh, a day, you know, because yep. the money's going to go anyway. Yeah. Why not use it in the house? And, uh, you know, so again, I think people just need to be more strategic about it. And you yeah, know, that's it. And Tony, you know, the fifth mortgage, we're going to have to have a discussion off the air here because, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have a strange feeling that might be accurate. I wish I had that clip from the Ghostbusters movie. Don't worry about it. Everybody has a fifth mortgage on their home (laughs) (laughs) to buy the building, to buy the old fire station that was just. Fire station, right. (laughs) All right, Tony. Well, thanks for a good show, everybody. Uh, Looking forward to it next time. And uh, maybe next week we'll have a little update on Tony's mortgages and make sure that he's not, he's not underwater. Yeah. (laughs) I'm good. Take care. All matters discussed in today's show are for informational purposes only. This show is not an investment advice. Dan Riddle, nor Dolphin Financial Group are affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Investment advisory services are offered through Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Insurance products and services are offered through Dolphin Insurance, Inc. Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Insurance, Inc. are affiliated companies doing businesses as Dolphin Financial Group. You should talk to someone at Dolphin Financial Group before implementing any of these strategies or ideas.